What if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hello. So we are like heading into my anniversary. 17 years. Can you even believe it? Like I love having my anniversary in the month of December. Um, and this year it's really cool because it's 17 years on the 17th, which is just, I don't know, there's something about 1717 to me that is fun. But it's I love December because it's just a fun energy and there's just so much excitement. And regardless of what you celebrate, there's just, you know, there's lights places, there's um, decorations out. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of joy. So I truly feel lucky that my wedding falls in this wonderful month of the year. And I was kind of a kid when I got married, right? Like I'm not old enough to be married 17 years. It's funny when people do hear that, they're like, how old are you? And the funny thing is, um, I think I've shared this before, but I'll just recap it quick. Waited to get married in Vegas until I was 22 because I did not want to be the cliche of getting married at 21 in Vegas. Um, so I was a very young 22, um, only a couple months into it. But, yep, 22 getting married in Vegas. Uh, so much fun. It was like an amazing experience. Would not change it at all. It was so nice because there was no pressure for the wedding. Like we got to plan everything, you know, we got married at the Bellagio, which was beautiful. And that whole display they have in that garden area and the fountains. Um, And at the time we got like access because not many weddings were happening, like not as much as usual because it was like December a week before you know, the Christmas holiday was coming. So it was not as popular of a day. So we got like a bigger, um, the bigger chapel area for like the same price or whatever, because it was open. But also our photographer was so cool because we had bought whatever package came with our wedding package. And she was able to get pictures in front of like their whole center display, but also with the fountains, she took us to a balcony area where nobody would be behind us. So literally the fountains are just behind us. And people actually have thought they are fake pictures or that the background was put in after um, because they look that cool with the fountains going in the back. But she just knew her stuff and she was like, well, we don't have another guest coming and you guys are a fun couple. So, you know, let's just go do this. And I mean, of course, my I had to get like the Cinderella looking shoes for the wedding that totally cut my feet. So I ended up throwing them in the trash as we're running through the hotel taking pictures because my foot was all bloody. Um, You know, little things like that happened, but it was just so fun. Like those pictures are just epic. And we went back to Vegas for our 10-year wedding anniversary because I wanted to um, get renew our vows at the place where Britney Spears had been married and like the place where Elvis got married, like the little white wedding chapel. Like, so that was 
this whole cool thing because our first wedding was like a real wedding. It wasn't like a traditional or what you think of when you think of a Vegas wedding. We had friends, family come in. It was very much so, you know, a planned out thing. But our 10-year, we did kind of that Vegas-style wedding at the drive through type or we were in a pink Cadillac and all that. And it was just the two of us. But, you know, it was just so much fun. Both experiences were just super cool and for us and no stress. But it's just so fun being in Vegas and doing, you know, the different experiences there. And like I said, I wouldn't change it for anything because it's truly my husband and I. And that's one of our favorite places to visit. We often joke or kind of say, like, our retirement is going to be in Vegas. Um, I could totally see that happening, too. I could see us moving there for that. But we love that place. And so it's just fun. I always think of Vegas so fondly and all the memories and this, you know, December is no different because um, it's so fun. And so this year for our anniversary, we're going to do something really cool. We're putting our lock on a bridge on our lake. And it's one of those, you know, love lock type things, but it's something just fun and putting our love out there with all the other love stories that are in those locks um, on the bridge and I've always wanted to do something like that because I'm kind of a romantic at heart in that way or like I love a good love story you know my grandparents um, met back during World War II my grandpa was in the Navy and my grandma was a USO girl and they met at the LA you know ports or harbor area where you know this event was going on and they danced the whole night, but then he had to go back out. And she obviously was in L.A., but they wrote letters back and forth. And this whole romantic vibe of, you know, writing these letters. And they stayed in touch, obviously, and ended up getting a house and getting married and lived in, like, the same house all the way until, you know, they both no longer were with us. But it's like they have this old-school love story that to me is just so amazing and that's what I strive for and so like my husband and I one of our big things is like at weddings we're always so excited each time the you know the length of marriage dance or whatever it is where it's like if you've been married so many years you can stay on the floor and all this stuff till the last couple we love it because every year we're like oh we can stay out longer we're gonna make it to a new like bracket this time or whatever like and then of course there's always somebody who's been married longer than us um, which is totally cool to see, but we always get so excited when we can just stay out there a little bit longer during that dance. Like, ah, oh, we've made it this long. So 17 years is huge to me. I don't know. It feels like just a, a long time. Like 17 is a big number, but it's so, so fun. And I'm so lucky that I met him when I did and that we've been able to have this long of a relationship together, you know, because not everyone gets that, especially if you get married later in life or whatever your situation. So I'm super lucky that it happened that way for me. Um, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. Also, you know, people say, oh, you should never get tattoos and all that of your wedding. I'm here to tell you the jinx is not real. Um, we, quite a few years ago now, got matching tattoos of our wedding date and so far so good. So I don't know if there's like a time limit on this jinx that people talk about or something, but 
I'm glad we're proving that whole theory wrong. So if you're feeling a tattoo or some permanent marking like and you know it's legit and real, go for it. Uh, there is no right or wrong there. Um, yeah, I've never really been a follower. So when we're like, oh, you know, that's a jinx. I was like, well, all right, whatever. We'll show it. <laughs> we still are. We are showing that. No, it is absolutely for real. But yeah, you can check out our lock and all that stuff. I'm sure I will be sharing it this week on my Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. So join me there. Check it out. And like, I'd love to hear your stories, too. I'm just a sucker for hearing other love stories. And I think that's why I watch so many shows um, that deal with that. Like, as I've admitted, I'm a reality TV junkie. Thanks to Laguna Beach way back when that is the show that kicked it all off for me. And just being able to see, you know, snippets into other people's lives. But tell me your story. Would love to hear it. And, you know, wedding ring. My wedding ring to me is one of the most important pieces of jewelry or like a most important item I actually have um, ever. And I have to share, you know, I had to get it cut off a little like over a year ago um, because it was so tight that I couldn't get it off myself. And it was probably one of the worst events or most embarrassing events, I would say, in my life. Like, I've never felt so, I don't know, embarrassed in front of strangers to have, like, the little saw thing that they have to cut jewelry off happen but also to see this item that I had like put on this pedestal or that I was so proud to wear be like cut and like broken um I don't know there was something about seeing it like not put together anymore that just it was really tough I mean I cried at the jewelers like I was in a very vulnerable state when this whole thing happened because I was like, hey, how did I let myself go? Oh my gosh. Last podcast episode, I spoke about this saying, how did I let myself go? Um, it's not something we should be saying and you're not letting yourself go by gaining weight. But yeah, that, if I'm being honest, like in that moment, that was the thought I had, like, how did I get here? I judged myself. Here I am doing all this work on self-love and everything. But in a moment where I had to get my wedding ring cut off. I couldn't pull myself out of that. Like I was in such a dark place because here I value my marriage very highly. And it's, you know, one of the best decisions I ever made. And here I am having to like get the symbol of that cut off um, and seeing it just like open like that. It just, I don't know. And plus just getting something cut off because you can't get it off. There's, there's a whole another layer there with that whole thing. Like it's not like having the jeans that don't fit or something like that. This is like, I don't know. They, somebody else had to intervene <laughs> to help me, um, get it off. But, you know, my finger was pretty damaged after that. And the reason why I even got it off in the first place, if I step back for a second was because my finger actually started hurting. Like there were sharp shooting pains in it. And I was like, okay, this isn't really normal. 
um, not something I feel all the time. And I actually like looked up online. I went down the Google rabbit hole, but for a good reason. I, I wanted to figure out like, am I doing something? Was I, I was thinking maybe I was like using it differently or I had, you know, pinched a nerve or something or I don't know. But really I saw that, you know, having too tight of a ring can actually cause like permanent damage. And I was like, okay, so I definitely need to like get myself to a place where I can get this off. And trust me, I tried the soap. I tried dish soap. I tried the string. I think it's like you take thread and you like twist your finger till it basically turns blue and then try to get it off. I did that. I did the one where you put something through it and then try. I I mean, everything. I froze my finger. I, I did like everything, every little trick that they show you out there. There was a Windex one I tried. I mean, anything you find online, I tried them all and none of them worked. Like that's, that's where I was. And it's still, even though my finger was hurting and I knew I needed to do something, it still took me a good handful of days to get to the point where I could actually even like drive myself there. And what was even worse was like admitting to my husband that I had to get my ring cut off. Like I just felt like I was letting him down in some way, which he wasn't, obviously he's not even like that, nor did he think that. But in my mind, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I just completely let him down because this is something he gave me as a gift. And by the way, before I continue with this ring cutoff story, I'm going to share another little story. My husband actually picked out my wedding ring without any input from me at all. Absolutely none. He had no idea on my style. He had no idea what I even liked. It wasn't even anything we discussed because I told you we got married really quick. Um, we were like officially together, you know, a couple months before we got married, but we had only, you know, met and talked about these things like in such a short period that it never even came up about what kind of a ring I would want because we officially started dating like September 30th and we were engaged by October 12th. Um, so it never even came up as to like what I would want to wear for the rest of my life. Um, but he did an absolutely amazing job. I mean, my ring is so unique in ways. And when people see it, they're like, wow, he did that all by himself. And I'm like, yeah, he did. He like, I don't know. He just knew. And like he had my styled nails. So that's, that's just something, another thing, like how we're meant to be in this way. Because when I saw it, like I may have not described that ring because I had never actually seen a ring quite like it in that way. But after seeing it, like I knew it was meant to be my ring. So he did so amazing. So kudos there. But yeah, telling him I had to get the gift he had given me cut off was just something like with me being this hopeless romantic and like loving these, you know, stories. It just felt like so against all of it. It felt so against everything like I represented and worked for. And it was something I had worn for years, you know, years literally with hardly ever taking it off to like having to get it like removed. It just it was such a mind trip in so many ways. It was really hard to process, you know, because it just felt so wrong on so many levels. But I did. I, I got it cut off because my finger was in so much pain. And, like, the skin under my ring was totally, like, peeling almost. It was just, it was bad. It, um, it was not in good shape. And so 
the jeweler at the time actually told me that I kind of have to wait like a long time to put something back on my finger or like wear something else or get my ring. Like I, he told me you should wait, you know, a year plus before you actually get your ring fixed and put back on because your finger takes a very long time to heal, especially because, you know, like because my finger was essentially like cinching or the ring was cinching a certain part of my finger, like, you know, the fat in your finger or like all of that gets distributed differently. It's kind of like if you envision how people sometimes wear corsets to get that like perfect hourglass shape. Essentially, it was a corset on my finger, but it never came off. So it like redistributed how my finger even was shaped partway for that while. And so I saw that I I could see what he was talking about because I looked at my right hand and I was like, oh, okay, that's how my finger probably looked. And now I'm looking at my left and I'm like, you can definitely see like there is, you know, something missing in part of my finger because it's been moved elsewhere. So I totally got it, but it really sucked. And I did. I waited over a year, you know, to get it fixed because I've realized the health of my finger was probably more important than putting the ring back on because my wedding and my marriage wasn't, you know, defined by the ring, but it definitely, I mean, there's a very important significance, but you know, it was more important that my health stay in good things and that my finger heal and repair itself. And the crazy thing is about all this, I inflicted this ring being cut off on my own. And it's because when I went through a weight loss journey, like in my early 20s, and I lost all this weight, I think I've admitted before, I was super like amazed with myself and thought I was like the greatest thing ever. So yeah, I fell trap to, you know, weight loss making me more confident in a way, like a fake confidence came from it, right? Well, during that time, my ring got a little looser um, because I, I was thinner than I was at the time I got married. But it wasn't like crazy loose. It wasn't like falling off by any means. But I still took myself to the jeweler and was like, I need my ring size reduced because I've lost this weight. And I remember them questioning me and saying, do you really want to do this? Like your weight fluctuates, you know, your hand even will fluctuate based on like the weather, um, you know, summer versus winter, all of that stuff. I was like, no, I'm sure this is what I want to do. And so I had them actually reduce the size of my ring to this smaller size and like that's what caused the problem had I left my ring at its original size and not gone through this process of like having them reduce the size I never probably would have been in this situation um and so it's like I kick myself for that like I caused myself this whole experience where I just felt humiliated and beyond vulnerable and you know I judged myself for it and I was just so sad about the whole thing having to happen and that I caused it and it's like I I don't know it's it's one of those lessons in life where it's like again your weight shouldn't dictate like these life decisions or be this judging factor of where you are and I say that to myself almost like I'm sharing it with you but I'm telling it to myself too as a reminder like whether I gain weight or whether I lose weight or wherever you are in that moment, like it shouldn't be what determines how you act in life or where you proceed or what you do. 
because often those decisions or thoughts come back to either like where you feel like you missed out or they come back in my case to bite me in this one where it was like, haha, joke is on you. Like you chose to do this. You're like, I'm never going to gain weight again. And like, here we are today. And you had to get your ring cut off. Um, so it was humbling to right? having to be vulnerable with strangers in this ring shop, bawling my eyes out as they're cutting off my ring because it was just symbolically sad to me. It was emotionally draining and it just, it felt bad all the way around. But I'm here to tell you, I have my ring on. I'm wearing it proudly again. Like it is all put back together. I went to a different jeweler. Um, one who actually gave me a whole new perspective on the situation. So I'm very lucky I found this jeweler. But when I explained what happened, I teared up. So here we are like over a year later and I'm going to get it fixed, which is very exciting. And like, but my, my finger has healed. It looks, you know, it looked more like the other hand again and, you know, damage undone. There was no more pain, but it's like, here I am crying again because you know, the sting of that whole situation and like what, what happened with it all was just like bubbling back up as I was explaining why I got it cut off and why I was in this place. And he just said to me, he like, he, he was quiet. He listened to the story, which I'm sure he had a million other things to do, but he like sat there and took the time to listen. He saw, you know, the tears in my eyes. He heard that crack in my voice and like, I, I don't know. I could just tell he genuinely understood how I felt. And he just said right away, you have absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, it's okay. This happens in life. He's like, you, your hand size, things are going to change throughout life with different situations. But it doesn't define, you know, who you are or that it was a bad thing that this happened. And I just remember thinking like, wow, here is this stranger who knows me from nothing, except I just poured out one of the most, you know, vulnerable moments of my life to him. And all he had was compassion for me. And just let me know, like, this happens a lot. Women have to come in, men have to come in, whoever has to come in and they have to get their ring size adjusted but it's not a reflection of who they are. It's not a bad thing at all. And he said, you know, if you feel like you want to get it resized every season, I'll do that for you. Like, this is okay. It's an okay thing. And him giving me those words of wisdom, the comfort in that moment and the validation that while I like felt like it was a certain way, he kind of showed me it was okay that I felt that way because he knew it meant a lot to me. And he's even made the comment like, oh my gosh, your husband's probably so excited to see this back on your finger again. And I was like, oh, he is. That is so true. But, you know, he made me feel okay about the whole situation and like that humiliation I had felt, the judgment of myself that I had felt, all this stuff kind of like melted away because a stranger gave me these kind words and just let me know, like, I've got you. You can change your ring size every day. It's not that big of a deal in the end. Like, this is a little thing. Let's get that ring back on your finger and, you know, let you move on with your life. And so thankful for what he said, because it's so true, right? Like, 
somebody else can give us this perspective and help us change that narrative we had running in our head um, when you're judging yourself for something and you can't quite get yourself to where you want to be. It's so nice when somebody else can just give you this little nugget of advice or this words of wisdom that just totally flip your script and you're like, it's okay that I went through that. Like now I'm talking about it to you and I'm not crying. I'm not tearing up. I'm not overwhelmed with this emotion of sorrow and embarrassment. I mean, if I was truly embarrassed, you know, like I talked about um, last episode where I actually have hid from things or not wanting people to see me, like I wouldn't have shared this story if I still felt that same way. I think it would have, you know, you would have heard me crying by now because even when I was getting the ring fixed initially, I had tears. I had the whole thing. But now I'm like, it was a great learning experience to realize while I experienced all those emotions and I'm glad I went through them and grew, like I didn't have to judge myself so harshly in that situation. And I didn't have to feel like I failed. Like, cause I'm not a strong believer in failure. I always think like, if you don't, me exactly what you set out to do you still accomplish something but like I'll admit it I felt like I failed in that moment um when I had to get the ring cut off and even sharing that story so I'm so thankful for the jeweler and his words because it, the moral is like we need to remember we're going to change over time and we need to appreciate ourselves however we're showing up in that and appreciate the changes that are going to happen and just really celebrate the moments that you have and give yourself grace, you know. Denial didn't help me in any way during that situation. In fact, if I had been aware of what was happening earlier, I may have been able to get the ring off before the whole cutting of the situation. Um, but just, you know, keep tabs on yourself. Be aware. Appreciate where you are. And in my case, I'm going to wear my ring proudly from now on um, and just keep going with it and just enjoy that it's back and it's there and I've made it past that struggle in my life. But whatever your ring is, like, realize it's okay. And that even if you had a few missteps or you went one way, you can always correct the situation. You can always give yourself grace. You can always rewrite that script and just love yourself as you are. So that's the most important thing. Love yourself as you are today because your imperfections are perfect for you. Let's tune in next week and we'll chat more about more exciting stuff. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.